0: to another episode of Ya'll Be Read It. I'm one of your hosts, Maggie. And I'm your other host, Laura. And we are two best friends diving into the Hunger Games. We are starting this week uh, Mocking Jay, which is the
1: third in the installment. And boy is it a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay, and I will say because Meggie we did talk about this off microphone, I liked this book a lot more as an adult. Yes. Than I did when I read it in high school. But Taking notes on this and, like, even thinking of where to start the discussion, I have no idea where to start. <laughs> no, because it, same. it felt like the way the private books would have their plot where just a ton of shit happens— Like, every few pages, it's something new. Yeah. And it is so hard to wrap your head around, especially when it comes to, I dropped my pen, to a discussion-based podcast, which we have.
0: It is true, because so much has to be laid out in the third book for you to get to the end. And it makes
1: sense. Yeah. It's
0: necessary. But sometimes it is really fucking confusing. Part two, how it was much less straightforward than The Hunger Games, which we'll get to next week. Um, but part one was all set up, so sometimes it did drag on.
1: It really did, and I, I I, have always firmly believed, and I don't know how true this is, that by the time the third book had come out was when this series had gotten super popular. Because the movies were coming because out, Because right? the movies were coming yeah. out, and I think that Suzanne Collins was probably on a really tight deadline, mm. and I think that's why this book is... Longer than the other two, mm-hmm. both in page length and in just extraneous content.
0: Yes, because it it really seemed like some... We could have cut 50 pages. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I feel like she was just like, shit, I need to wrap this up because my publisher needs me to. Yeah. And she did, like, I think as best as she could, but when we'll talk about this in the part two for the next episode, the action sequence in part two I'm it, so is... Confused. A, a a jumbled mess that like I couldn't visualize any. I of just
0: it. got to the part that you were talking about, and I have no idea what happened. Right?
1: Oh my god! I and suddenly like oh we'll get there, we'll get there. Um, so, but let's dive in. Where did let's, let's do start with one? Let's start with where we left off.
0: So we left off in Catching Fire. Katniss was being pulled out of the arena and being told by Gail that there is no more District 12. Bum, bum. District 12 has been bombed to shit. Yeah. It is donezo. It's gone. Only 800 people got out. So whoever used to be there, see ya. Bye ya. One of those people, and um, that shocked me, but PETA's whole family didn't make it. Yeah. I
1: hated that. That made me really sad. And want to know who else didn't make it to District 13? PETA! Because we find out that PETA, Joanna and Inobaria and Annie have all been taken as uh, captives in the capital.
0: That really sucks for Annie because she was probably just minding her own business in District 4. Oh my
1: god. Yeah, and and wh- all of a sudden
0: Wake up call. Right? Hello? And
1: like poor Finnick like goes on the record multiple times to be like this is why I don't tell her things because it's just like I just I don't I want to keep her out of it. Like, I don't tell her anything, cause so she doesn't end up in this situation, and she still ended up in this situation.
0: And now Annie and Pita as well are probably being tortured about the rebels, and neither of them, exactly. Like you said, yeah. Finnick doesn't tell her. Yeah. Katniss didn't, and Peta didn't know. Yeah. So they're fucked, because they are going to obviously be like, I don't know anything. They're going to be like, you're lying. Yeah.
1: Uh, w- water torture! Electricity! Waterboarded! Liar! <laughs> That's how I imagine the torture scenes go, um, because we don't dive into them at all in this book. No. Surprisingly. It could be
0: Jackass Forever. It could be Johnny Knoxville still chasing them with a taser for all we know.
1: They're like, you're going to stand on this diving board with a jock strap on, and we're just going to throw bowling balls at you. Oh my God, that'd be so bad. <laughs> um, so this book opens with, they are visiting the wreckage of District 12, uh, and she, you know, kind of made it a condition of her stay in District 13, because Katniss is messed up right now.
0: District 12, this isn't exactly post-bombing. It has been nine months since District 12 has been bombed, yeah. and the only thing that exists is Victor's Village. Yep. And the authorities in District 13 weren't really sure if it was time for her to go back, but she was like, I need to see it for myself. So this is where we start.
1: Yep. And, you know, she's basically just visiting and taking it all in. She sees dead bodies, and she's struck with the guilt of, like, wow, I killed this dead body, and I killed this burned dead body, and I killed this burned dead body. It's pretty bad, too,
0: because she's also coming down from a concussion from when Joanna hit her in the head. And so Gail is like, are you
1: okay? And she probably has a headache. Yeah, and we also learn that the moment Katniss, like, left for the quarter quell, that's when the bomb came. That was a big shock for me, because, like, here I was, thinking that everyone's watching the quarter quell, but no, they, they they didn't. As soon as she shot the arrow, the electricity in District 12 just left. Yeah. So
0: everyone was in pitch dark silence. There was 15 minutes before the hovercrafts arrived with bombs, and Gail, Prim, and her mom organized getting people out.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's just, what a bummer.
0: God, I so know. many innocent
1: people die. They and said that ninety percent of District Twelve is dead. Yeah, God, and to think like there's only eight hundred people left. That shows you how small District Twelve actually is. Yeah. If like ten percent of people was eight hundred, like that's like maybe like that's 8, like a public people. high school, yeah. in a big city. That's crazy. <laughs> my graduating class was seven hundred and fifty people. That was that's literally like taking my graduating class and putting them in District Thirteen. With a graduating class that big, did you have more gossip and drama? No, it, you got, I think, less because no, you don't know everybody. Oh, like, okay. I literally had a person whose locker was next to mine. His last name was Petrovsky, and mine was Petro. Mm. I did not talk to him a single time, never even had a class with him, until we were going to graduation, which was not at our high school because we were too yes. big, so we had to sit next to each other on the bus. We were just like, oh, I guess, like... How's your high school life been? (laughs) I
0: had like 140 and the idea of that being mapped over to the people who survived and I get to live with the rest of my life, that would suck. That would would be like
1: perfect. I would hate having to live with my graduating class. Yeah, that, that would not be fun. There
0: was about three days of Gail, Prim, and Mom taking care of the rest of the survivors in yeah. District 12 before the hovercrafts came to pick them up. Yeah. And they fled to the meadows.
1: Yeah, And that's where they were picked up. And that's where they picked up. We find out that District 13 is so welcoming to refugees right now because they had a lot of people die during a mysterious illness, an epidemic. Yeah, it was like smallpox. They, yeah. It, that cut
0: their birth birth rate rate in half. God. Birth, birth giving birth? <laughs>
1: <laughs> their worth of giving birth. It's like a pushing babies in yeah. half. I feel, I feel like that's a slam poem or something. <laughs> the very, birth rate very rhythmic. Cut in half the birth rate, rate beeth baby no more. when when the baby come out, but it does not because of the pox. Here in District
0: 13, no more. <laughs>
1: no more. Baby. Revolution met with death regardless I
0: kind of love it they're kind of rocking everyone (laughs) who has matching outfits they all get a schedule they have to adhere by matching outfits okay non-binary future yeah three meals a day taken care of But also, it's very prison-like. Yeah,
1: because it's, get this, listeners, because they, like, hold up their arm to, like, a little light in the wall, and it, like, prints an infrared schedule on their arm every single morning. Yeah, it stamps them like they're an item in the grocery store. Yeah, that's the best way of looking at it, Maggie. Yeah. It is. It really is. But it's just, like, I get, like, oh, God, this is so nice. No one's going to go hungry. But at the same time, it's, like, you
0: have no autonomy. You, they said this in the book, too. They know hunger, but they don't know how to deal with portion size. Yeah. Where she, they could hunt and, and make food themselves. Yeah. But now you don't get any more. Yeah. You're only given a certain amount. And then they're like, no more. And if you fight over well, it, that's well, a crime. But what if I'm hungry? It's crazy. Yeah, it's
1: a nuts. It's like, they're very, very strict Uh, Like, even more so than, I think, the harshest of districts we saw on the Victory Tour. Yes. Um, We're also introduced to Alma Coyne, who is the president of District 13. And could you visualize her at all? Because I really couldn't.
0: Not really. I think they did a good job with who they cast. But she is described as having a gray bob and eyes that are pale as if all the color has been
1: sucked out of them.
0: Same.
1: (laughs) Same. People describe me as that all the fucking time.
0: (laughs) So President Coin is a suck me dry kind of bitch. She's literally a <laughs> a, a
1: living quarter. Like, <laughs> I know she's a human
0: coin. I think how they portrayed her in the movies, I get it. But also her gray bob is like just so it's cut to such perfection that there's like no uneven ends, yeah. which I thought was really controlling and weird. God,
1: I hope they have a hair salon in District thirteen. But President Coyne <laughs>
0: doesn't really like Katniss, but she wants her to be the Mockingjay.
1: Yeah. And well, we do a quick tribute check-in as well. We find out Beady, he's alive and well. He's been helping in weapons for, like, this upcoming war that they know is inevitable. He's in a wheelchair now. And we know that Finnick has lost his marbles. He's just tying this rope endlessly, yeah. and he just cannot stop. Uh, like, thinking about Annie and just, like, everything.
0: Luckily, the, the annie Peta, what's happening, to them? That disconnect has not hit Katniss yet, but no. it will later, and she will lose her mind no. when she
1: figures out what is happening to Peta. But what does hit Katniss, because mind you, listeners, we're still in District 12 as we're kind of checking in on all of this, and Katniss is remembering what's going on right now. Yeah. We find out that Buttercup, Prim's cat in Book 1, is still alive and just vibing in District 12. Vermin. Literally, and she decides to take him back with her. And I, I really think out of all of the characters in the Hunger Games, Buttercup wouldn't have been one that I was like, "This guy needs to live." <laughs> no, it's it's. Very I would have rather her goat. I would rather her goat stayed alive. That's I know. More impressive. Her goat was touching, but the cat has a name. Cat's name. So the cat is more important. But she does wasn't take the goat named Lady? Was it really? Yeah, that's a sweet name. Isn't cute. That's cute. Anyway, yeah, Buttercup, little bitch-ass cat, because he's mean. He's uh, yeah. alive. And we also find out that President Snow has left her a a rose in Victor's village for her to just find and freak out over.
0: Oh, yes. The the plot line, the through line of President Snow leaving little gifts for Katniss yeah. happens a lot. as, uh, And, you know, this also really hurts Katniss's paranoia because, yeah. you know, they're in war now, and she is... Prime suspect number one. Uh, and Especially when she takes on being the Mockingjay. Yes. And
1: also while we're learning about what it was like to, you know, slowly acclimate to District 13, we find out that Bonnie and Twill from Book 2, those two women she found in the woods, they didn't make it to District Thirteen, and no. I was bummed. That was I a bummer. I was too. Ugh, they had a weird relationship, but they—I ha- had such high hopes for them. We have a,
0: a not a love hate relationship. Honestly, Coin is just unnerving at all, and Coin yeah. wanted to save Peta first, and which is
1: also like why Peta has like Peta's very charming, but Peta doesn't have like the gall that Katniss does. No, exactly. Like, Peta can't lead a revolution. It's because he's submissive. Yeah. And she is
0: someone who cannot be
1: controlled, and this is why Coin does not like her. Exactly. But it's like, if you have someone you can't control, they, they're they not going to be the, the spark that ignites the revolution. Nobody was like, the girl on fire and the boy who's really good at camouflage. <laughs> Exactly. <gasps> like oh, this little wuss boy who just laid on a rock for twenty. He's days not in the someone Hunger that Games. strong
0: people are going to look to. Yeah. They're going to be like, this is your Mockingjay. You're a choosing.
1: Joke. You're choosing this Pris who bakes cakes to uh, lead the revolution. He he had no help in the Hunger Games. Wow.
0: But it's still a little bit of a mystery of how thirteen has survived this long. Yes. And so they go a little bit into the history of that. Yeah. So during the dark days, the rebels wrestled control from the government. Mm-hmm. They turned their missiles on the government and made a bargain that Thirteen would play dead and never attack them. And the capital thought that they'd die out, but they didn't. No. So it is a shock to everyone that yeah. Thirteen is alive.
1: Uh, and I also imagine they're also pale because they like only go outside once a day for exercise.
0: I know, right? If someone was like, "You have oh, it sounds like school, right? You have eight to three. You're in classes, and then afterwards activities. Yeah, but no windows." Activities aren't fun if they're not of choice. Yeah, you know. Oh my God, they have
1: reflection time, and that's just like oh, disgusting.
0: Which is why our generation is never happy because we always try to turn hobbies into something monetary. We are District Thirteen. Yeah, they also describe them as like not having a sense of humor and just being very serious. And I'm like.
1: Well, I think we do have a sense of humor, but honestly, we're so online that it's very fucked up. Yeah, yeah, very, very true. Um, But we do have our first, you know, course of jumpstart into the action of the book when Gail and Katniss are pulled into command and they are broadcasting in there a capital interview that's broadcasting out to the entirety of Pan Am with Mm -hmm. PETA. And, you know, PETA looks fine right now. He's, you know, he's being charming, he's being nice, he's defending Katniss, and he does call for a ceasefire of what's been going on.
0: And the ceasefire really rubs President Coyne, and the rest of them, the wrong way, because they're like, how dare he? We are trying to overthrow the Capitol, he should know this most of all, since he's a victor. But Katniss has the idea that maybe they are going to lose, yeah. And Peta is just trying to take the best route reasonable to grant her immunity.
1: And Gail counters and says, no, Katniss, it's Snow's idea for the ceasefire because they're clearly trying to use Peta as a voice of reason because people will listen to Peta rather than listening to President Snow. Like, he's trying to use kind of Peta as um, his own Mockingjay, but we know Peeta isn't the Mockingjay. It's pretty
0: hard to tell at this point if he's been brainwashed or not because he looks pretty yeah, well-fed.
1: He looks pretty normal. He looks pretty well-fed. Um, and this is where Katniss starts to kind of get the idea after that talk with Gail. She's, like, realizing that, like, the games just aren't over, regardless of if you're in the arena or not. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I do need to be the Mockingjay, because that's the only way we can get to a conclusion here.
0: Yes. Um, and
1: that's the name of the book.
0: <laughs> exactly. She's like, I will, give, I will become the Mockingjay. I will make PETA understand. He doesn't know what's going on in District 12. Yeah. I will show... Them. i'll show them all guards took her weapons though so that's gonna be kind of hard to have any autonomy in district 13 yeah here, she does not have much autonomy nope and um, if she's gonna to want to do things she's gonna to have to do it coin's way
1: yeah and you know back in the room where she has with her mom and prim we, we kind of have a big you know prim isn't a kid anymore moment um <laughs> which is like it's so weird and i think we've talked about this a lot prim is such an important character that we know nothing about It is true. Because she's the reason Katniss is in this entire mess. I think
0: they only have three directions in this book, too, and that's the most they've talked about. Yeah, I don't
1: even think Prim has a single line in the second book. No. And I think this was actually really smart because it just shows how much Prim and, like, time has changed Prim as well. Mm -hmm. Because she's... Not as timid and afraid as she was in the first book. She's come become also, like, numb in her own way. She's also giving Katniss very strategic advice. Yeah. Which I don't
0: think she would have been capable of two years ago. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, Prim is... Has grown so quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know... She tells her it is time to be the Mockingjay. And... Oh my gosh, I can't read my note here. You take yes, it. okay. <laughs> I was like, what did I write down? She does, and she's like, well, I'll
0: agree, but I'm going to have a list of um, demands. Yeah. And Prim is like, okay, well, one, one of those lists of demands is grand PETA immunity, and Prim says, Candice, you need to have President Coyne make it publicly, so she cannot go back Yeah, anymore. like
1: Prim, it's like, okay, Prim, I don't think Prim would have done as bad as the Hunger Games, because it sounds like she would have a really good political game. Exactly. Yeah, like I mean, that's pretty smart. I wouldn't have thought of that. I would just be like, ask for whatever the fuck you want. Exactly.
0: It's like when you have to call unemployment, and but you need everything on email. I once worked for this apartment leasing company. Yeah. Which, you know, already bad. But they were like, don't do things on the phone. Do things on an email because we can keep track receipts. Yeah. So when we get sued every fucking time because they're a bad
1: company, I was yeah. like, ooh, I was like, ha 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 ha, that was bad. That's fine. I know. Um. But, so, you know, kind of says, like, okay, time time to do that. It's time to make my condition.
0: So, in the meeting the next day with Plutarch, who's also here, did we say oh, that Plutarch he's, he's alive, he's here. Yeah, and Coin. she brings this little list of demands, including PETA's immunity, Keeping the Cat, Buttercup, Prim, Gale, vague, and um, I kill Snow. Yeah. Just kill Snow.
1: Um, and also in this meeting, Coin kind of starts the conversation if they should pitch Gale as the new love interest for this new Mockingjay arc that they're doing it because is, of, of course, Katniss's that. life is broadcast to the world. I
0: know. Why are they planning PR like now? Like right now? Like her thing is, her deal is two hours. She gets to go hunt every day with Gale. But also by your side as a new lover. Yeah. And she says, the idea I'm giving any thought to who I want as my next lover, given the current
1: circumstance, is demeaning. And it is. It's so demeaning. Like, the fact that it's like, miss, you can lead the revolution, but only if you're in love with a boy who's big and strong. It's
0: so annoying. It's, it's that's so annoying. That's not even the most important thing. And Queen is tense about pardoning Peta, but she's like... If you want me to be your mockingjay, you'll do it and Coin is like fine.
1: Yeah. And we also learn that Cinna has actually designed this mockingjay outfit for whenever she ultimately agreed to be the mockingjay before he was killed. Yes. I
0: don't know when does when does Coin publicly say that she'll announce um like say that she'll grant them immunity if she's the mockingjay, but if she goes back
1: she'll like kill her, right? I think it's not, like, uh, an explicit, like, oh, I'll kill you. I think it's a little later that Katniss realizes that if she doesn't go do everything that Coin wants, she won't get what she wants. Oh, a lot happens in this book, listeners. That Weird. is
0: not a way to have a
1: relationship. I know. Very toxic. Because President Coyne? Toxic. A little rigid. I'll say it. Toxic.
0: Today's Valentine's Day. Not <laughs> a good partner.
1: Do we think President Coin is, like, the gaslight gatekeep girl boss? That District yes. 13 has.
0: She is a Forbes 500 Grow Boss CEO. Wow. She doesn't actually care about her employees, but she would slap diversity on her email. She's not
1: like the other presidents. She's different. I know. boss <laughs> is so close to the sun. Oh, that's so funny. But and also during this time, another really important thing we learn uh is that BD has learned how to rewire the television wires. Yeah. So that District 13 can now broadcast to all of Panem, and that they're going to get Katniss to like film something cool, which is great because that's about the plot for two hundred pages. It really is, listeners. Like what we're about to dive into is literally just the propaganda commercials they're shooting.
0: We have three pretty big promos in the first half. <laughs> oh God, that's um, so many. And the, I know. And the first promo. Now that they figured out exactly what Laura said that Beatty can hack into the Capitol's television channels, uh, they they need to get her. Her team to make her look pretty, yeah. Essentially,
1: and they're like, "Don't worry, Katniss, we got your prep team for you." And she's like, "Oh, well, some familiar faces. How great!" The series also
0: under uh, really wants to uh, let you know that Katniss does not look good, <laughs> apparently.
1: <laughs> I don't think anybody in District thirteen does because of the lack of sunlight and the beige uniforms,
0: <laughs> which is wild. Because in the movies, they look they're it's green everywhere. Oh, really? Where? Wait, was it green in the books? I don't think so. I imagine
1: District twelve is very green. District, yeah, I mentioned. District. we District 13. Oh, yeah, we're talking District 13. Um, no sun, no sun-looking asses. No sun-looking asses. Uh, but, you know, they they get, get on the elevator, they traipse down to where the district, you know, their makeup team is supposed to be.
0: Yeah, they go, like, 39 levels yeah.
1: below ground. And suddenly, like, they see that there's, like, guards manning all of the doors, and Katniss is like, what the f- Office they also have on. no
0: doorknobs on these doors. Yeah. It's
1: very weird. And Candace and Gail, working like like they do, uh, basically distract the police officer and get inside the room, and they find her prep team literally shackled to the ceiling. Yeah, they're
0: bloodied. There's a drain in the middle of the room, which heaven knows what that is for. But if there's a drain on the floor, it, it, fucked up shit goes on.
1: Yeah, and they find out that they were in prison for stealing food uh, and this is after they were kidnapped and brought to District 13, so... They're starving bad, bad. Yeah. And Katniss, like, freaks out. She brings them to her mom, and, you know, her mom, like, offers to help. And, uh, it's just, like, it's just so shitty. Yeah,
0: this is one of many very important scenes that... Her mom is also surprised that this goes on in District 12. Yeah. Because it, it's the same as District... Or District 13. Mom is surprised this goes on in District 13. Because it's very similar to District 12. And
1: even if not worse.
0: And so we start getting similarities between how prisoners are treated here that is just as um, violent as in the Capitol. Yeah. And we also start getting a very interesting dis- dissonance between her and Gail because Gail's yeah. like, why do you care about your prep team? Yeah.
1: And because, like, Gail... This is where we really start to see that rift and divide between Gale and Katniss. Because yes. we understand that Gale will never understand what Katniss went through. Exactly. Ever. And so he's like, why do you care if they're just going to make you look pretty? Like, what? what's the point? They are a part of the capital.
0: And Katniss is like, I'm an empath. I do empath things. Yeah.
1: Well, and she really stands up to him. Um, and then this is where I have it in my notes. This is where she realizes that she can't break any of her agreement with Coin, or else everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. Um, and then she also makes a note to add Annie to the list uh, because she's like, shoot, I should probably look out for Finnick right now. I should probably. And uh, she runs up to Coin right
0: before Coin is going to announce this immunity yeah. and is like, please include Annie. And Coin is like, oh. She's so far
1: gone. Yeah. She's
0: not even a thought. Yeah. Of destroying and, her.
1: And also at, like, this dinner, Gail's, like, trying to be nice to the makeup team now because he's like, this is how I impress Katniss because she likes these people.
0: I know. Also, he was like, maybe Coyne thought um, she was doing a favor for you by torturing those bad people. God. Well, can really, you can tell, it's like, no, and Katniss is like, no, these are, like, childlike people. Yeah, pampered like, their whole life. They the don't, don't know any better. Not. Yeah,
1: exactly. Oh my gosh! Uh, but now they, after this, they go to meet with BD, and BD not only has like a new fancy ass bow for Katniss that's like voice activated, sleek and sexy. He also made a really cool trident for Finnick, and it's also yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> he can't Finnick can't use it yet though because Finnick is having complete mental. Health yeah, health. Finnick is not cleared to use his weapon yet. Yes.
0: So BD, Gail, and Katniss are in the weapons armory, and um, there's just, there's so many weapons. Yeah. Gail picks up a bow, and doesn't really have a moral dilemma at all about shooting someone, which is very uneasy. Um, And Katniss has a voice-activated bow, which is very yeah. fucking cool.
1: Yeah, and now it comes to the point where we have to, you know, do the prop- the first propaganda shoot. And the line is supposed to be, people of Panem, we fight, we dare, we end our hunger for justice. And, Which you know. A weird line. Yeah, weird line. And boy, is, Ken Cand- is not a camera person. Cool. Like, yeah. she is not doing well. She sucks at yeah. acting.
0: And Haymitch points this out, makes fun of her in front of everyone, and she's pissed he's here. Because we haven't seen Hamish yet. Yeah,
1: this is the first time we've seen him thus far in this book. And at this point, we're on, like, page 70. So the fact that we haven't seen Hamish until here... Something. Something's going on. He's busy. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. He must... I don't know what he's up to. Yeah, like,
1: what's he been doing? What has he been doing? Where's what's he been? Ah, oh, I miss him.
0: And he's like, this is not going to work if you try to make her feed her lines. If She can't... People don't love her for her inauthenticity. Yeah. And
1: then he plays like a... Let's do a group activity, everybody. Let's do a
0: building exercise. Let's, let's talk about things that Katniss has done that we've liked. Trust falls, and in the midst of you falling, say
1: a nice compliment about Katniss. And it's nice, you know, they talk about, like, when she sang to Rue, and uh, when she volunteered for her sister. And they basically ultimately realize that Katniss does her best when she's not scripted.
0: Yeah, they go from (laughs) one end of the spectrum, which is scripting, to let's throw her into war. See yeah. if we can get something out of her.
1: Yeah, and we're also introduced to uh, a guy named Boggs, uh, who is, like, President Coyne's, like, left-hand Army commander. And he's a little stiff, and Katniss is trying to, you know, downtrodden, like, why didn't you help anybody in District 12? And he explains that, like, District 13 didn't have the capacity or technology to launch a counterattack when that happened,
0: yes, thirteen and was barely staying live as it was without starting a war with Capitol. Yeah, and they couldn't save everyone else because if they nuked the Capitol, they were nervous they would just kill everyone in in retaliation. Yeah,
1: but in, and somehow in this conversation, Kenneth decides that she decides to like Boggs because she understands that like Boggs is not only being transparent with her, which she likes, mm-hmm. but he's you know not an asshole about the way he's explaining things to her. <laughs>
0: Yes. And they have all decided that Coin wants to take her to District 8 since it's not... It, there was just a bombing. It's not going to be um that, uh, like, dangerous. Yeah. And Katniss is like, hey, if I die, get it on camera. And then we finally have our first scene between Hamish and Katniss. And boy, did I love it. Because yeah. Because there is tension. Yeah. And Hamish is like, just say it. Say what you want to me. And she... Blows up at him for leaving Peta in the grid. Yeah. And he yells at her for leaving him alone the night they blew up the grid. Yeah. And I love it. I love every interaction between the two. Yeah. A very, very troubled relationship. I know. Those are the star-crossed
1: lovers we need to be seeing. Right? (laughs) What's the age difference there? Because, honey, I'm in. (laughs) Let's see. He was in the 50th Hunger Games. He's probably, like, 20 years older than her. Okay, not so it bad. Seventeen. That's Hollywood. It's, it's sexy. not great, it's, but I've seen men with younger girlfriends. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, and well, before they go off to District Eight to like put Katniss in action to get this uh, promo, uh, Plutarch also like relays the state of war. Um, And he basically talks about how, like, District 2 is the last place to go, but that's where all the peacekeepers come from, which is just, like, a little tidbit of how Pan Am works.
0: Yes, District 2 gets more goodies and food for being cops. Yeah, and then
1: he's also like, but by the way, Candace, we've also invented these dead pills that we've called Nightlock, just like the berries in the first
0: book. And they can take those if, you know, yeah, exactly, if they're captured. There is a very important um, note here when they are talking about District 2, Which is, they're basically, they want to, you're like, where are they going with the government? What are they going to do when they take over? And they want to form a democracy where the people in the districts elect their own leaders in a centralized government. And in the centralized government, all the power is at the top. The higher-ups will be making the decisions. There won't really be a lot of voice from the lower governments. So, basically, low-key, it's kind of a dictatorship. Yeah. And that, no really went over my head as a kid. Yeah. But- Maybe cleaning the seeds that Coin wants to keep all the power to
1: herself. Yeah. Not good. Not good at all. And so we finally do go to District 8, and we realize that a bombing has just happened. So there's a little bit of chaos as that's kind of winding down. We're also introduced to Paylor, who is the female commander in District 8. Honestly, Um, a lot
0: of these names went over my head. Right?
1: I couldn't keep track of them. I tried. I really tried. You said that, and I was like,
0: I do not know. She's hardly in
1: the book, listener, so don't pay too much attention to it.
0: They go to the makeshift hospital out of a warehouse. cute. It's hot. This
1: season's hottest hospital is in a warehouse.
0: (laughs) It's hot, smells of vomit, blood,
1: urine, and boy, is there drama. Um, but people are actually, like, the patients in this hospital are actually really, like, excited that Katniss is there. Oh, yeah. And this is when we realize like, that Katniss as a person is important to these people in these districts. And, like, that's why she is the girl on fire. is like, because people respond so well to her and her presence. Yeah. And, and she just takes her time, you know, going to talk to people and, like, holding hands. This is and- exactly
0: how I want my life to be. My friends, all of us hungover, dam- bandaged, flies, we're all dying, and I get up with water and they're like, "Cat."
1: do we get, do we get bombed at the end?
0: <laughs> like, yeah, well, shit, I don't know. I just, I, like, I wanted this kind of entrance on my birthday, you know? Yeah. Everyone's sick, dying, yeah. <gasps> but they still water. love me. <laughs>
1: Happy <laughs> birthday, Maggie! I'm, I'm just as important as them as water is. I love it. Exactly. Um, But then, okay, get this, listeners. Bombing just happened. Bombing 2.0 is happening.
0: Oh, yeah, they get out of the warehouse just as bombs start raining everyone, and they're like, run, we have to
1: take cover in a bunker nearby. But Katniss doesn't want Katniss to do that. Katniss breaks away. And we also realize, uh-oh, the second bombing is attacking the hospital now. Yeah. Which, That's messed up. Why? They
0: are all defenseless. Yeah. Katniss climbs onto a roof to get to... Apparently, there's machine guns up on this roof. Yeah. Katniss and Gail,
1: you know, dream team, hop up onto a roof and start fighting hovercrafts. Yeah, they throw their little bomb arrow
0: things at the hovercrafts. And they do okay, but the hovercrafts... um. Somehow bomb the hospital. They somehow get through. So there's just hella people dead, and Katniss is mad. And Katniss is pissed,
1: and that's when they're like, "Cameras rolling,
0: cameras rolling." <laughs> Are you gonna read the message? Yes, I... I wrote down a note that I said after reading this. I said my nipples got insanely hard at this moment. <laughs> do you,
1: you want to read <laughs> no, no, it? No, no, no. You have it open. You read it. Um. Okay. So red blinking light goes on. Um. A uh, Cressida, who's one of the film people, is like, w- w- "What about you? What would you like to tell like the rebels?" Um, And Katniss says, I want to tell the rebels that I am alive, that I'm right here in District 8 where the Capitol has just bombed a hospital full of unarmed men, women, and children. There will be no survivors. I want to tell people that if you think for one second the Capitol will treat us fairly, if there's a ceasefire, you're deluding yourself because you know who they are and what they do. This is what they do, and we must fight back. President Snow says he's sending us a message. Well, I have one for him. You can torture us and bomb us and burn our districts to the ground, but do you see that? She points to the hospital. This is long. Uh, No, it's good. Fire is catching, and if we burn, you burn with us. Oh, is it cold in this kitchen? Because I just got goosebumps. Hey, Meggie is taking off their clothes and sweating profusely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bitch is (laughs) steaming. I put the book down on the ground, laying on top of it naked, just to see what happens. (laughs) You don't need
1: vibrators. You just need books, ladies. <laughs> ladies, I'm a voracious reader. I'm hard. Um, it, it, like I feel like the this book is just so. It's so reality TV where it's like that's a wrap. Cut. That's a wrap. It's- and then she has a concussion, vomits, and passes out. Which, yeah, if I had yeah. that
0: powerful mon- monologue egg out of me, I also would vomit and yeah. I'd be like, I, a, a demon has just left my body.
1: Yeah, and so now we're back in a world where it's like Katniss is very obviously injured because they were caught in like the middle of a bomb time. Uh Boggs isn't Long time. Boggs isn't mad at her though, which is again makes us love Boggs because he's just like, hey, I get why you had to kick me in the face to get away with me. You had to kick down those hovercrafts. I know, bloody nose and all. But yeah, like Boggs is, Boggs is an understanding guy. Um, and we also learned the name of the two cameramen who are Castor and Pollux, who's an A-Box. And they're brothers, right? And they're brothers, which I didn't realize till like. Way later in the book. They did oh. not hit that over the head I don't think me. they
0: did. I don't think they did until they talk about going down in the, in the sewer. Yeah, and
1: while she's, you know, dealing with all her injuries, they're like, BTW Katniss, your promo is going out and the fans are loving it. You're
0: going viral. You're
1: going viral, babe.
0: Listen, we know you have a concussion, but we use the right hashtags at the right time and it is popping You're off. You're going
1: to love the way we edited this I together. love how much they're
0: in the hospital. This literally is a CW episode. It's literally
1: like they're either in the hospital or filming in this book.
0: What is this? One Tree Hill?
1: Basically, this is the CW meets young adult novels. Yes,
0: and um, the the at this time, big things happening. She's in the hospital with Finnick, and the promos are playing, but the Capitol is trying to get through with an interview, and we get to see Peta's interview with Caesar that follows. Her promo, and boy, is he not looking good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: And even before we dive into th- this part that we're going to spend a second on, I do have to say it's so funny because Cressida, who's one of the, uh, like the film planners, she's like, here's the other list of ideas we have for promos. A tribute to your tributes, where we tribute to the tributes in each district. I remember that. So many God, buzzwords. God, it's so, it's so like, uh Here's a synergy flowchart. chart. Yeah. <laughs> People are really responding to the whole girl on fire thing. So we're going to up that times 10. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, now the Katniss and Finnick hanging out. See the PETA interview.
0: Yes. uh, It's during dinner. Finnick and her are watching the TV. PETA comes on. He is shaking like a little chihuahua that just got kicked. He dropped about 15 pounds in five days since the last promo they saw. They're like, how is he so much skinnier? And he is in pain.
1: Yeah, boy, it looks a whole lot different than the last time we saw him.
0: He's addressing directly Katniss, straight to the camera, being like, do you trust them? Stop being a fool and stoking the word. You don't know them. And Finnick is like, do not tell anyone that you saw him speak. Yeah. And the broadcast cuts out. Is that this one? Yes, where because they're intersplicing it right with photos of videos of her, or is that later on? God, there's I, so there's so, much, there's
1: that so much many similar situations in this.
0: Oh no, nope, that's later on. That's later
1: on. That's what I thought. Um, but anyway, it's just you know, Peter Peta looking bad. Oh, he looks bad, and. Finnick and her go out the next day. Uh, they lie. They said they didn't see anything. They lie. They
0: didn't see anything. And she's pissed off that Gail has not told her about this. Yeah.
1: And finally, Gail and her do talk about it. We find out Gail, little teacher's pet, got his communicuff cuff back from President Coyne, sleeping with the enemy, essentially. I know. Like, are
0: you my handler? What are you? a? Cop oh, my gosh. With?
1: Are you my friend or are you a soldier? Pick one. Okay.
0: So they're fighting because he's a pawn in the system.
1: Yeah, and you know, as they're fighting Gail's, you know, Communicuff goes off and Katniss goes, Leave. I'm sure you have plenty of things to go tell your leader. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, hell yeah, fuck Gail. Fuck Gail. Right? Gail is
0: so insufferable
1: in God, body. so is PETO when we get there. I know. And, so they're getting
0: ready to do another yeah. promo um insert. And they're just gonna, they're gonna fly to District 12 to do interviews with little, little vacay. A little vape, get away back home. They interview Gail more than her about 12 being destroyed because she doesn't really have that many words about it. Yeah.
1: Um, And she also does have this really cute exchange with Pollux, uh, and she sings for the birds um oh yeah with him and that was just really nice i love pollock so much she sings the
0: hanging tree man song which is
1: creepy which is just all about a guy
0: who got hung in the woods and then he's like inviting his lover to come back and also get hung next to him so i don't know they can be have love and death yeah i
1: think it i think the message there is saying that death is better than trying to stay in a system that isn't working yeah oh yeah. that's
0: a great summary of it yeah and they get material of her singing this song to Pollux and yeah. they're like okay that was great and she was like okay but that wasn't really meant for the public yeah but she, she's golden she's like okay if I got it I got it she's
1: given the material a Mockingjay acting school edition Um, and she, Candace goes back to the her Victor's Village house and you know Gail comes into oh, the kitchen God, and he's like man this is where we kissed and she's like Yeah, I didn't think you'd remember that. And, um, gosh, I'm trying to find the best way to phrase this. Because they kiss again, and he, like, basically makes a jab that the only way he can get her attention is when he's in trouble. Or in pain. Or in pain. And, like, oh, that's just so mean. It's so mean. It's true. It's, but it's true. so mean to say. So true.
0: And she's like, "Can I just get a break for two seconds?" Yeah,
1: like there's other things going on.
0: Especially because now, this is this is the broadcast I was talking about earlier. When they get home, she can't catch a fucking break. There's a national broadcast. Yep, this is the one. And Caesar's interviewing Peta, who looks even again,
1: worse now. Like two days have gone by.
0: Skinnier, skittish. He's talking until P- Beatty intercepts their newscast with his own, and he's splicing Katniss tapes into the national broadcast.
1: Yeah. And then Peta basically gives them a warning that the Capitol's coming for District 13. Um, and then he starts just getting the shit beaten out of him. Oops. Oops.
0: He's trying.
1: But also, in, who gave PETA the information that a bombing was going to District 13? I
0: don't know. Maybe he overheard it. No wonder the Capitol
1: loses. Like, what? Yeah, seriously. No, but, Get your shit together. Yeah. Like, what? Why would they be like, great, we're putting you on the air, but like also don't tell them about the bombing <laughs> we're doing in 10 minutes. Oh okay, God. you promise? We've been torturing you. Do you promise not to say anything? I imagine it was two peacemakers
0: outside of the cell being like, so how about that bombing? Yeah. That's gonna be fucking crazy. Hey, did crazy. you get on
1: bomb patrol for District 13 tonight? <laughs> nah, man, I'm on guard watch. Oh, shit. Well, we're really excited about it. <laughs> that's so funny. I, I if they ever redo Hunger Games, I want us to be those two peacekeepers outside his cell. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, did you hear about the bombing that's about to happen tonight? <laughs> Speaking loudly for no reason. Yeah.
0: But this is good for District Thirteen because they are calling for a Level Five lockdown, so they're not bombed and
1: dead by morning. And I will say, District Thirteen, as you know, boring and dull as they are, they're very good at planning. Oh, they're, they're so good so at good organizing. Because uh, Coin's like, "Well, great. I guess we'll just go into a, our, our biggest lockdown drill, and it's like deep underground."
0: Oh yeah, sirens going off. There are basements where there's
1: bunks carved into the walls. Yeah, and. Katniss is the first one down there. Yeah. And uh, first of her family, and she's like, oh, well, this is eerie. And Plutarch is like, hey, Katniss, no, this is scary. Everyone's watching you, so if you freak out, it'll give people, like, the gumption to, like, also freak out. So can you just, like, not acknowledge any feeling you're going through right now and be all smiles for us, K okay, babe? Which isn't great because Candace's mom
0: shows up, but then Candace starts getting a little worried about Prim, but she also can't show that she's worried about Prim, but she's worried about yeah. Prim. Yeah. Where's
1: Prim? Yeah, and so Candace kind of starts to, like, go over to the door, being like, mm, I really feel like I need to, like, go look for her. And then right before they're about to lock the doors, we hear Gail being like, hey, hold them open for just, like, another ten seconds, and him is bringing Buttercup because she went back for him. It is so funny how much they play up this scene in the movies because it was like two seconds
0: yeah. of, of her just like wedging herself between
1: the door and then they squeak by with
0: with the cat. Yeah, and then Gail
1: like also brought like her dad's hunting jacket, which I will say was very sweet. She brought like her mom like her mom's wedding photo. Yeah. And like her jacket and her bag. It was just very sweet.
0: And the bombs start going off and Coin is like, thank you all for a timely exit. Please stay put. We owe it to PETA. Um, good job. Have fun with the bombs. Have fun with the piece. Yeah, where is Coin during this?
1: She, I don't know. She's probably in her, like, luxury bunk bed.
0: That is true. And um, they're using these things called bunker missiles, so the missiles go off deep in the ground. Yeah.
1: And it's kind of scary, because, like, the walls are shaking, lights are flickering. Mm-hmm. Not ideal situation and we at have, all. We
0: have interior scene two, Prim and Katniss yeah. bonding moment. Prim,
1: loss of innocence part two. <laughs> That's, that's what they call this book. Uh, and this is where she's like, oh, by the way, Katniss, I know a lot about bombs now. They told me in school. And Katniss is like, no, my innocent sister
0: not innocent
1: any longer. <laughs> and she goes, oh, also, I'm training to be a doctor.
0: And we're like, wow, Prim, 14 going on. 40.
1: Yeah, she really just excelled. I guess. I <laughs> guess. Like, um,
0: um, she and, and also Prim does say that can, uh, Snow, no Snow won't kill Pita. God, Snow and Coin are so. Did you get confused reading this too? Yeah, sometimes? I
1: really wish they just picked like a different name for Coin because I, I think feel like
0: four letter. Like, I was just gonna say that because it feels a little too like meh. But Snow's not going to kill Peeta because then he won't have anyone to hurt Katniss. Yeah,
1: and she says the very cryptic, like, oh, he's not going to kill him. He's just going to do as much as it'll take to break you.
0: Which is perfect because the next three days they are stuck in a bunker getting bombed and that's all Katniss can think of. Yeah, what's how fun. Snow, what's Snow doing to him? You know? God. Snow's had him for six weeks. Things can't be good. God, yeah. I can't believe
1: they're in there for three days.
0: Yeah, and she's talking to Finnick about how she's nervous and Finnick is like they're also doing this with my I, I
1: also wrote down like imagine one of like those refugees from like the district who walks on like foot to district thirteen showing up when this bombing is happening and they just show up like and just see like all like the steaming bobs going off being like, Oh, I guess uh guess I missed I missed the party. Well
0: I'll I'll turn back
1: now. <laughs> Uh,
0: but they are stuck down there for three days and uh, Katniss is kind of learning that she might be in love with Peta for how much it's occupying her mind. Really, I
1: did not read it this way. I thought she was just kind of like, Finnick really likes Annie and I don't feel that way about Peta. Well, Finnick
0: does tell her, I thought the whole love thing was an act, but it's very obvious you love him in some
1: capacity. Yeah, And that gets under her
0: skin a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and
1: I I took that as more of like a familial love because I feel like the way... Katniss cares for Prim, she also starts caring for Peta that way.
0: Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a great way of putting it. Yeah,
1: like, it's very much a, like, I will do anything unconditionally for this person because, like, I have this closeness to them.
0: Yeah, she yeah. wouldn't die for for him, which is not a requirement of not love. Not only
1: would she not die for him, she actively considers killing him multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, if, that's, if that doesn't scream love, I
0: don't know what does at this point. If I'm not sitting around plotting how to kill Anna because she got under my skin once, what's the point of being in a relationship? Happy Valentine's Day! Happy Valentine's Day! <laughs> also, That's so funny. during this time, Gail starts being jealous of Finnick for some reason because they talk a lot. Because um, Gail's insecure virgin. Oh my um, god, for real. But Finnick and her leave the bunker and. Uh, Boggs is like, suit up, we need another promo. So this is the third promo.
1: <laughs> like, like the fact that it's like, we're not even halfway through the book at this point and we're doing a third promo where, like, the vibes of the promos are always the same. It's like, we're going to this location and you need to do something to, like, influence rebellion. I know, it's President Snow just bombed and put you through emotional trauma. Talk about it now. <laughs> God. And that's and exactly what this one is. This one, exactly what it is. And she's having an issue with it. and She is. And Hamish, you know, comforts her as she's freaking out. But then they just put a, a plain old needle in her arm and put her to sleep. Yeah, she's crying on camera because she's finally
0: realized that anything she says on camera will be taken out on camera. Yeah. So she doesn't want to do this. So Hamish is comforting her. But they just, they <laughs> slip some morphing in her. She's good to go. She's Honestly, back in the hospital.
1: If I was having a panic attack and someone just put me to sleep, sounds great. Like, I would love that. I love how many times they just sedate her. And then they're like, do you
0: want to ha- abuse this drug? They actively will ask her, be like, do you want morphine? morphine?"
1: Yeah, you you're allowed You're allowed to have morphine.
0: You're fine to have morphine. That's essentially what it is. Yeah.
1: I would be like, yeah, absolutely. God. Drug me up, baby. Anna, and she pretty much gets to that point. She's um, only out for a day, and Mitch lets her know when she's awake. Okay, I'm sorry. Can we talk about how yes. things have just changed? Like, she wakes up, and they're like, "By the way, new plan. Uh, they're going to go get Peta." Yeah, like no, no lead up to it. They did not talk at all. They're like, "We planned a rescue mission in a day. We're gonna. We don't even know where they are in the capital, but don't worry. We're just gonna go."
0: I know. Plutarch apparently sent in a team because he has people on the inside. And they realize she's she can't perform without Peta.
1: Yeah,
0: and they're getting Annie too because I guess why not? You know, throw in throw a bonus. <laughs> oh, I guess Finnick. we should get Annie
1: because Phoenix's <laughs> a little whiny boy. Um, and you know, Katniss obviously doesn't like this. And then she also learns that Gale's going too, and she's like, "Shit, what if I lose both of them?" Seven people volunteered,
0: and Gale was one, which means this is a team of only seven people, which feels small. Small. Where are these prisoners? Also, yeah, exactly what you said. Where are they now? Like, how would they know where to look for them? How would they know where to look for them? Where are these prisoners now? Because this whole scene, the next scene, doesn't make sense.
1: Oh, not at all. Because, like, I feel like... I think in my head I thought this rescue mission was a way bigger thing. It's simple
0: paragraphs. It is. And also, if the rescue mission... If it's been a day, they've already sent the rescue team there, so she can't even say bye to Gail. Yeah. Um, Why... Wouldn't the mission be going on? How are they gonna have time to film a promo?
1: I don't know, cause it seems like they uh, the rescue mission. is like they're on their way to it. I don't know. Well, this is our cause. It's my promo now. <laughs> I drink every time there's a promo in this book. I know, seriously. Um, and it's you know Katniss and Finnick, and they're talking, and they're like, "We need something really good if this is gonna create the diversion we need it, so they can successfully." rescue these tributes where we know exactly where they are. Yeah, they're gonna air
0: footage leading up to the rescue to distract the Capitol during the rescue. Yeah. They start with Katniss opening up about Pete on screen and how they met and how him being tortured has been really hard on
1: her. Yeah, and Finnick's like, hold my trident. I got this.
0: (laughs) Yes. Hamish pulls Finnick (gasps) aside and Finnick is like, no, no. Okay, fine, fine. And this inspires Finnick to finally open up about President Snow selling his body and that if a victor refuses to be sold, He kills someone they love. So Finnick's not really a slut. He's a forced slut.
1: Yeah. He's literally a a victim of sex trafficking, which is fucked up.
0: I know. Yeah. That was so sad. Yeah. Joanna, too.
1: Yeah, Joanna, too. Basically, Candace, like, this is the revelation that if you are a victor and you're attractive, you're still a human
0: slave. And unfortunately for Finnick, he was the most popular and the most defenseless because the people he loved were defenseless. But... Along the way, he figured out that he had his lovers pay him in secrets.
1: Yeah. Which is very valuable right now. And boy, is he just going to unload some dirty laundry. Oh, it is so satisfying. It is really, really satisfying because he basically uh, admits or tells everybody that the reason President Snow is always wearing roses and the reason he's, like, so like, old and, like, coughing all the time is because he's poisoned basically every person he's done wrong. Mm -hmm. And he's had to drink poison himself because he'll just, like, put poison pellets in whatever they're drinking to not, you know, create a distraction. Yes. And so, like, parts of President Snow have started shutting down because of his own poison injection, to kill people that he doesn't trust. Yeah, he
0: had to not be suspicious, so he would also poison himself. Don't be suspicious. Don't, Don't be, be I'm singing
1: that as he's putting poison Don't pellets into little goblins.
0: <laughs> yeah, so he's basically killed off not only his adversaries and allies, his foes as well, um, to make it
1: to the top. Baby. Yeah. And then Hamish also says what happened to him after his little act of rebellion in the games, which I didn't really feel like that was rebellion. I thought that was him being smart I and thought playing so too. the game. Yeah. But they basically killed his entire family and his girlfriend, which is like, of course he's a drunk.
0: Yeah, of course. Luckily, they managed to take over the airwaves with their message for an entire hour. Yeah. The plan was to free them from an underground prison and boy, did they get
1: it. And I'm sorry, yeah, the fact that this whole thing happens in a span of 10 pages is wild to me. Because suddenly it's just like, great, they're back. Why make the promos? Why not make
0: this longer? They're back. They get, they did it. They should have had maybe them trying to film one promo. It, it, it intersplices on screen with PETA. She sees how upset he is about PETA. And then and then it, it it's Yeah. And then they save him. Yeah. And then the other section, because you could then you can make the I'm middle section really, building
1: out those relationships. Yeah, I really feel like it would have made more sense if this book was mostly the rescue of PETA yes. and then staying and like the capital going to Kill Snow. Yes. Like it's a it's a it's a weird weird oh gosh what's the word I'm looking for the pacing of this book is strange yes it is really that's strange that's the word I'm looking for it just like a lot of things don't make sense and the fact that it was like oh man huge rescue mission how are they gonna pull this off and they're like we did it
0: yeah cause we already we don't need to be shown that the dis the the capital is bombing eight and is a bad person. From yeah, bombing we know a- that. We know that. Yeah. And I'm sure at this point if the districts yeah. are rebelling, they know that. And too. we also
1: don't need to, like, we started in district twelve and saw all the wreckage. We don't need to go back there to shoot footage of it. Like that's weird. I know. Like that's probably how it would work in like the real world. But like yeah. this is a book. This is a book. This and is I want, a book. I, want, I want more action, more adventure. More adventure. More maybe maybe thrills. like maybe some sex. Who knows? Uh
0: that's wild. I would also love some sex, but it the, there's only one scene where I thought she could have had sex, and it was with Gail, when she was just, like, no strings attached, kissing him. And he was like, it doesn't count if you're not thinking yeah. of anything. It's like kissing
1: a drunk person. Damn. Oops. That would have been a good sex scene, though. That would have been a good sex scene. That would have been a great sex scene. It's hard to think of, like, where sex could go in this book.
0: I think that would have been the only sex scene. I think that's scene. really the only one. But PETA's home. No time for
1: sexy time. No. Because PETA's fucked up. And Katniss, drawn to trauma, is... Um, wants to trauma bond. Wants to trauma bond. She's like, oh, thank God. Uh, also, when they come back, it's chaos. People are injured. Like, Joanna is not doing well. Gail has, like, a a wound. Yes. Um, Annie, a wound. Annie and Finnick are embracing and, like, hugging and being in love. And, like, Katniss, in this moment, is like, I am jealous of their certainty towards each other. Oof, because Katniss can't feel certainty about anything.
0: No, but she is excited to see Peter. This she does know. Yeah. And he's about to wake up for gas from the gas. Boy, it's a great time for a reunion, isn't it? Yeah, and you know,
1: she's... I picture the slow motion. Like, she's walking towards him like, I'm gonna give him a hug. And he raises his hands and then just chokes the shit out of her. I also viewed it with such, like
0: um such determination where the the doctors were like no and he just like pushes them aside and she's like welcome and opens her arms for a hug and he just goes straight for <laughs> her you know
1: you know in movies knees, when like there's those dream sequences and someone's like moving forward on a treadmill like gliding yes that's what i pictured her with just like arms open like gliding towards pita <laughs> and then he just like raises his arms and, like, he quite literally, like, damages her neck. She goes to the hospital again. There's damage to her
0: spinal cord. Yeah. She's got a cough. She can't talk right now, which is hard when she's the face of an entire operation. And
1: Blue charge comes in, so he's like, oh, Katniss, I got some bad news. He is brainwashed.
0: Yeah, he's a, a very specific kind of brainwash called hijacked, which is a type of fear conditioning that uses tracker jacker venom. They've taken his memories of Katniss by making him rewatch clips, and then they give him some venom to rearrange his memories of her to make her look scary and life-threatening. Oh, I'm
1: so sorry. I know you were really excited to see him, but he hates you now.
0: (laughs) He hates you now, and- you're going to be on edge and defensive about it. And it's just not going to go well.
1: Yeah. And then he goes, oh, by the way, you know the rescue we just did? They killed Peter's entire makeup team from the games. On, on TV. TV. Which is insane. Like, live tonight. Which oh, my God. Which kind of sucks
0: because part of their team was Effie, so no one
1: knows where yeah, Effie is. Yeah, Effie's MIA. She okay? We don't know.
0: They're going to try to get him back to normal. He's never going to be normal again. Um, But they're going to bring in medical professional and some people from District 12 who are, are very distant from him, but he might yeah. know. To try to rebuild his memories um, just to be
1: safe. Yeah. And while she's, you know, she's just bedridden. She can't really move. Yes. Um, Gail does check on her one night and kiss her on her little forehead. Kiss her, but... Gail and Beatty have also been up to some fuck shit. They're working on traps. Boys doing traps. Laying, laying some groundwork. Boys doing traps.
0: Turning traps into weapons against humans. We got some bombs. The plan is they would lure in people with food or maybe take their kids hostage and then just bomb the shit out of people in the capital. And Gail, Gail's like, what do you think? Then she's like, uh. And he's like, you love it. I can tell. <laughs> Kenneth is like, this is a little bit Say extra. nothing. says everything. Should we maybe think about they are kids? Kill everyone. They kill all kids. Yeah, Gale
1: Gale very much, like, uh, drinks the rebel Kool-Aid. And he's like, death to everyone. This is war, babe. Gale is horny for revenge. Yeah. Uh, And we also have, I think, the greatest callback in the series. where. Oh, oh my God, yes. Deli Cartwright comes, comes into play now as a character. And she is mentioned briefly in book one when Peta covers for katniss knowing the red-headed avox in the training center yeah um and Deli chipper as can be happy to be in district 13 <laughs> very unlike any person in the hunger games trilogy her whole
0: family's dead but she's optimistic uh,
1: she's like i'm just so happy to be here
0: it's so nice to see you Deli tries to talk to him but he keeps assuring her not to trust katniss because she's not even a human she's a mutt and Deli's like that's not true buddy
1: Yeah. Cheer up, Champ. And then she, was just like, okay, we got to get her out of here. This is turning south. Yeah. And then somehow this exchange, Katniss is just like, I need to go to war now.
0: Yeah, Katniss is like, put me in district two, the cop district, because seeing PETA be angry at me hurt feelings. And they're like, "Um, we don't really want you to. My
1: my partner talking bad about me must be in line of war, might die. Here's the thing we don't want you to go to war. But we do need another promo. We do. And so they go to District 2. Oh, yeah. And we're going to get another promo. Oh, my gosh. And we introduced the Nut, which is like this mountain that they make things in.
0: Yeah. It's this impenetrable mountain right in the heart of the district. And it became the place the capital made as their underground stronghold when they lost 13 in the Dark Days. And it seems like it's where all the upper class people live slash work as soldiers. Well, the lower class citizens who have been rebelling against the district are kind of yeah. on the outskirts of town as coal miners.
1: Yeah. And Candace likes District 2 because it's, you know, outside. Yeah. She's like, I like this better than District 13. Uh, but they're like still like, hey, bitch, you're not allowed in combat. Um, but they're also all like kind of in agreement. Like, hey, wait a minute. Wasn't that rescue mission a little too easy?
0: For PETA? For PETA. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: They're like, something's up. So the vibes are off.
0: Yeah, they're wondering, it was too easy to go get him. Did President Snow make him into someone who
1: would kill Katniss? No. Maybe. 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 We're going to have to find out. Um, and Katniss kind of has an internal conversation right now where she's like, I do appreciate like what Peeta and I went through, but like she acknowledges that he is not, and even with the medical professionals, he's not going to change back. He's never going to be the same Peeta.
0: He's not going to change back. And she does another cat. Katniss zero to a hundred thoughts. Whereas one time she was like, I can't be with Gail because I don't want kids. Now she's like, PETA is, is so gone. Should I kill him?
1: Yeah. Should I just do it? Put him out of his misery. Just put him out of his misery. If I, you know, think about that with my boyfriend constantly. Just put him out of his misery. His misery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nick, Nick complaining to me about like work one day and I'm just like, oh, maybe I should just put him out of his misery. It is truly like,
0: I mean, to a much bigger degree, but it's like. Sometimes I'll have mental crisis and I'll be like, I want to kill myself, and that would be like Anna being like, Yeah, maybe you should kill yourself. Yeah, and no,
1: that Anna that, that would be Anna going, I'll do it for you. <laughs> That's what she's doing with Peta. That's so funny. Um. Oh gosh, where am I? Am I Um.
0: It's uh, kind of. It's kind of a bummer that Peta is sick because Gail tells her while they're in District Two that as long as Peta is sick. Neil never stands a chance, which is the fucking craziest thing. Yeah. To Gail's like, hey,
1: I know you're upset, but I'd love to make this about me and my feelings right now. Just because,
0: like, I kind of feel like you're going to feel like you're betraying PETA if you kiss me. So, like, I don't know how it's going to work for
1: me. Yeah. And oh. so they, they kiss, and he's like, great. So, like, how did you feel about that? And she's going to, like, I'm going to be honest. There's a lot more things going on right now that I'm thinking about. And then he goes, well, then it's basically you're drunk then. Yeah. He's like, what are you thinking about? And she's like, like nothing. This is like, you know, what? What am I supposed to be thinking well, about when I kiss someone? When we talk about Katniss going from zero to a hundred, this is Gail going from, like, a, a penny to a dollar. Like, this is just, like, where do, Where are you getting Dude, this? Dude, he cannot be empathetic whatsoever. He'll no. be like, we bomb the kids because they they bomb our kids. Yeah, and now Gail is suddenly, like, just like, well, we just need to uh, cut off the airways to the, the mountain and kill everyone inside. And Katniss is like, why would we kill innocent people? Like, that's going to make us just as bad as them. Yeah. And they go... Fine, we'll leave the underground tunnel open so if people know it's there, they can escape.
0: Yeah, they're suggesting trapping everyone inside
1: this mountain, detonating
0: something that would set off an avalanche, and then I guess people kind of might get out of the rubble.
1: Yeah, maybe. We don't know. We don't know. Um and Katniss like tries to be like that's I don't like that and everyone's like oh babe it's war sorry she yeah exactly she's like but we're not giving them a chance to fight
0: and girl is like mm, but i would sacrifice m- myself to take them all out
1: um so so uh, mm-hmm.
0: i think my feelings override your feelings, facts feelings.
1: he's like i'm facts. i'm kind of like the trap guy and this is a <gasps> trap <laughs> so we're going to do it <laughs> Traps are my thing. traps are kind of like my thing, and this is what we're doing. You have the little bows and the arrows, and I've traps. I love that you can like shoot little arrows, but I'm gonna go trap a mountain. Boggs is like, let's let's flush them out, and uh, Gail is upset about this because he just wants to kill everyone. Yeah, Boggs is like, okay, let's leave the tunnel open. This is the compromise, people, and Gail's like stomping his feet. So the hovercrafts
0: drop bombs, and off go the avalanches, and boy does it wipe out the nut. I mean, shit yeah. is just crumbling. Yeah,
1: and then like. A long time goes by and you know Candace is kind of like thinking about like oh this is what my dad must have felt like when the mine collapsed on him yeah she's having a crisis yeah. she's like what did I do and then hours go by and they're like surely one of the mine train like the tunnel trains is gonna come with some of the you know people who survived and it doesn't no it doesn't and even worse they're
0: hooking her up to speak again and <gasps> she is just reliving her dad's death imagine that Then just being
1: like oh it sucks leaving the tunnel open didn't work like we wanted it to, Candace. That was for you, though. And you just have to acknowledge that, like, we tried to do what you wanted. But make a speech now. Make make everyone feel better. We're in the behind the scenes.
0: District 2 has fun. And we are trying to get people to just give up by keeping them in a mountain with all these deadly fumes.
1: Could you go on camera? Oh, just say something really nice and sweet right now. And the moment she, like, even starts to say a single word, a train finally comes, which we're like, "Woof!" there's some survivors. And the people
0: getting off have guns. I just... Did you imagine the train doors opening and people just shooting everywhere? Basically. I did, too, and I thought it was
1: very funny. Yeah, and then Katniss... Vulnerable. Someone just comes up to her with a gun and is like, "Tell me why the fuck I shouldn't shoot you right now." And she's like, "I have no no idea. You should probably." Yeah, her empathy kicks in and she
0: sees a guy with burn marks and she's like, "Oh, I'll go help him." And he's just holding a re- a, a gun to her head. Yeah,
1: give me a reason not to, and she says, "I can't." And then she gets. Uh, and then the camera is still on her while this is happening, and it's also being like broadcast right now. Yeah, so, she, she gives
0: a good speech, though, because she's like, I'm not going to keep killing capital slaves for yeah. them. And she's, he's like, but I'm not slave? And she's like, no, I meant, like, me. <laughs> like, me, because This was, is like, up, I'm the, the
1: Mockingjay. Uh,
0: um. And she gives a big speech about how they shouldn't be killing each other, they should be joining forces to stop the capital blah, blah, blah. And then she watches herself get shot on the Big Megatron screen. She really thought her words did something, but it just got it her. It really seemed
1: like it was going to help for a second. A bullet. It Boy. wasn't the guy though, who was holding it. It was someone else. But yeah. But that that is, that's for next episode. That is where we end. That is where we end. She's shot. Bitch
0: is shot. And I'll give you a little spoiler for the next episode. Guess where she's going? The hospital. The hospital. I was yeah. just going to do
1: that, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, hell yeah. That's first part of mocking Jay. We did it. Very concisely, I think. I think we did I think good. we did a good job. I'm doing a self-review of this episode, and I think it's great.
0: For how weird it was laid out and how much happened, I think we did a pretty good job. And if you listeners agree, maybe you would give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Or if you have the chance, send us an email at Maggie and at gmail.com. And
1: maybe if you're feeling like a little extra crazy, you would follow us at Maggie and Laura on Instagram. And Maybe if things were
0: really chaotic in your world and you thought, hey, I want to do more, maybe follow us on Twitter or TikTok at YahwehReddit.
1: Oh, my God. And think about this. You're like, I've had it. I'm going to go nuts so butt so tonight. Ooh. And then you just log on to YouTube and go watch our web series, See You in Hell? Uh, this was a good outro. I really liked it. We should do this more. We should. We should do We don't do this enough. We don't do this enough. We really don't. Uh, well, listeners, that's it for this episode. We will see you next week for the wrap-up of Jay. And then following that is going to be a big two-part episode with our friends Brooke and Ryan, where we were reading The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is the fourth Hunger Games book, which is a prequel about President Snow. And I'm excited for that one, too. I too. But for now, we're going to leave it with this. We'll see you next week.
0: You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.